Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. This morning, I would like to title my message as At Least Peter's Shadow. At Least Peter's Shadow. The key scripture for this morning sermon is from the book of Acts, chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. Let's turn to book of Acts, chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. Here scripture says, And believers were increasingly added to the Lord. Multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. You know, here we read an amazing scripture that happened in the time of the apostles as the apostles went out to the streets to minister to God. And scripture says, believers got increasingly added to the Lord. Every day there were people, hundreds and thousands of people were getting added to the church. And where was the church? Where was the church? I don't think the, the people there, they would have allowed the, the, the disciples and the Jesus followers into the temple. I don't think they would have allowed. They all had church together in the junction, in the streets. In the open space, they all gathered together. You know, that was their church. And they were having streets churches. And they were having churches in, in, a, in a big, huge, open area. That's where they were having churches. And Lord added multitudes to the church. And here we see a specific instance of people bringing their sick people. They were just laying the sick people out at the side of the street. For what? Thinking that... At least Peter's shadow might fall on the sick people and they get healed. You know, today some of them argue saying that. Scripture says they brought people and kept there on the street. At least the shadow of Peter might fall on them. But Bible doesn't say that they got healed. But the very next scripture says, Also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirit, and they were all healed. The scripture says they were all healed. But then again, they argue saying that, Bible doesn't clearly say that shadow fell on them and they got healed. But generally, Bible says they got healed. But here my question is, if there was not healing, there was no healing taking place in the, at the shadow, falling of the shadow, why people should bring and keep their sick people, at least Peter's shadow might fall on them. I believe as Peter was walking in the streets, as his shadow fell on the sick people, the sick were recovering. Demons possessed were getting killed and there was a great healing and miracles happening at the side of the street. At least Peter's shadow might fall on the sick people. This morning, I just want to focus a little bit on the shadow that was falling on the sick people. The shadow of influence. The shadow of influence. You know, Peter was given a peculiar opportunity here to influence others for Christ. 
You know, Peter did, of course, he did a great preaching, great sermon on that day. Many got added to the church. I believe Peter was so busy because it's thousands of people in the church. Not many apostles were trained. People like Peter, you know, they, were, they became so bold and they need to you know, take care of the entire crowd. And Peter was so busy. Peter probably did not have enough time to lay hands on, pray for all the sick people. All that he could do is he could just walk in the streets. And as he walked, we see healing taking place at the side of the street. That was a peculiar moment given to Peter to influence others for Christ. You know, when shadow happens, shadow is cast on the ground when light falls on us. Right? When we walk in a sunny day, we see our shadow coming along with us. How that happens? There's a great scientific principle behind that. What is that principle behind? Nothing much. Light falls on us and... Are you with me this morning? Yes. Okay, light falls on us and shadow falls on the ground. So for shadow to happen... Light has to fall on us. So Peter was walking in the light. I don't know whether it was a cloudy day. You know, somebody may argue saying that if the day is cloudy, how can you expect Peter's shadow to fall? That means no healing will take place on the day. If the day is very cloudy, there is no shadow. For shadow to fall, light has to fall on the object. Peter was walking in the light may not be sunlight but the light which came to this world we all sing light of the light of the world he came down from heaven peter was carrying that light in his life and as he was walking automatically shadow is falling on the people now imagine that peter was walking on the streets now peter was walking here and people are maybe two miles away. Will the shadow fall on them? Yes, it's a question. Will the shadow fall on them? Peter is walking right here. And people are sitting two miles away from here. I don't think the shadow is going to fall. So what is the condition for shadow to fall on the people? Either people need to be brought closer to Peter. Or Peter has to go closer to the people. Peter has to go closer to the people so that the shadow might fall on the sick people. You know, people were out there bringing their sick people, laying them down with an expectation that at least Peter's shadow might fall on them so that there will be healing taking place. You know, I just wanted to straight away compare that with the people, those who are living out today in this world. People today are seeking out for solution for their problem. For their struggle that they go through. Yesterday when we were praying, the request of one man was just pray that peace be in my life. I need peace in my life. I need healing in my brokenness. Can you pray for me? You know, what people expect today is the shadow of the children of God to fall on them. As we walk in the light of God. As we walk in the word of God. Because which is this is the light of God. This is the light of God. That, ca that causes shadow of you and me to fall on the people. 
But today when we sit inside the church and saying that Lord has sent the shadow, let the shadow fall on the people, it's not going to happen. For a shadow to fall on the people, we need to go closer to them. We need to go closer to them so that our shadow might fall on them. God was using Peter as an influence. And this morning, it's time to think, what is that influence that we have over people who, those who are living around us? You know, sometimes it happens that we come into this world, we immigrate to this nation, and days and years will go by, and eventually we go away from this world. Nobody knows who they are, from where they came, and who their children are. What is their family heritage? What, what, do they, what did they do for the Lord? Whether God could use them? Whether God did something? And this morning I pray that God may help us to influence somebody in our lives. Last week I left a question with you saying that do you have that five individuals' names written down somewhere in your Bible or somewhere in, the, in your journal for whom you are praying? That God may touch them. They are your close friends. We don't want them to go to hell. We want them to go to heaven. But it doesn't happen automatically. You need to influence their lives. By prayer. We can influence. And this morning the, we, talk about, we are talking about people who are laid down there. They want to see at least Peter's shadow falling on their lives. Now this morning we are talking about our lives coming in contact with somebody else out there. You know, God has given us a precious ability to touch lives. You know, that makes a huge difference from, for, from human, from animals. God has created us humans because we have a potential within us to influence somebody in our lives. You know, there are many different ways we can influence people around us. You know, at times we get influenced by others. At times we get influenced by others in a very good way. We get motivated by people. We have you know, many men and women of God who went before us. We have great missionaries who laid down their lives. We had you know, many great evangelists, preachers of God, and great singers of the gospel. You know, they are all as motivators for us. They influence our lives. This morning, you and I need to question about our lives. Are we influencing somebody? Are we influencing, are we touching lives around us? By being friendly with them. By inviting them home. By visiting them when they are sick. When, by helping them when they are in need of something. By encouraging them. By providing them, meeting their needs. And taking care of them. Just by being with them and telling them, do not worry. Don't, be, don't, don't feel that you are alone in this nation. We are there for you. We are a comfort for you. You know, how much comfort if it gives when somebody is coming from other nation as an immigrant to this nation. And before they land, when you are there, right there at the airport to receive them. And when you are right there at the airport to take them in your, into your home. What a comfort it gives. What a comfort it gives. You know, God is asking us to influence lives around us. Praying for them, remembering them in their difficult times and being with them and putting our hands around them and saying that, I'm with you, do not worry. 
God expects us to influence the lives around us by sharing the love of Christ. The love of Christ. There are many people who are Christians in this, in this nation. They do not know the love of Christ. Religion doesn't taught them, did not teach them. Religion did not teach them the love of Christ. They want to know, what is that? And children of God, you and I are brought to this nation as a missionaries, as a missionary to go and tell them about the love of Jesus Christ. You know, the history repeats such a way that there were times missionaries go to go from this nation. Thank God for such great missionaries. Thank God for Jew Pope who, who went from Prince Edward Island to India as a missionary. There are many more missionaries went from this nation. But today it is time that missionaries are coming from other nations to this land just to tell somebody who belonged to this nation for years together and meet them and tell them, Brother, Jesus loves you. Do you know that? They are Christians years after year, but they are not touched by the love of Christ. And God is equipping the church today to go and tell and share about the love of Christ. What kind of influence that we make over life of peoples? You know, today morning, a couple of things I just want to you know before I go to the next slide, just talk about a couple of things that can stop us doing this. Number one, selfishness. Let's read from Philippians 2, chapter, verse 4. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest but also for the interest of others simple scripture so it tells us not to just think about our own interests look about somebody else's interest hebrew 13:1 keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters you know these scriptures work beyond the skin color these scriptures work beyond the nationality these scriptures work beyond the race because scripture says, Beloved, love one another as brother, brothers and sisters. Are we able to consider someone we meet every day who doesn't belong to the nation where we come from? Are we able to consider him as our brother, as our sisters? Thank God for great people in this nation. They love all the skin color. They don't work. They work beyond that. They work beyond. They don't get bothered about what color of skin we have, what nationality, what language we speak. Children of God, we are bought by the same blood. We are purchased by the same blood. Romans 12.10 says, Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. You know, these are some of the characteristics that will help us to influence someone's life. Today, when we meet somebody, we don't talk to them, we just deviate. We just go on our own way, just simply because we don't consider them greater than, better than ourselves. At times, I consider myself somebody great, and I fail to look at somebody who's struggling I at times rush here and there to taking care of my own interest and I don't have time to look at somebody else's interest. Scripture says, what influence? Peter was walking at the side of the road and his shadow was influencing people around him. At least Peter's shadow. You know, today, if you go and talk to the people, those who are lying there on the streets, if you ask them, do you really want Peter's shadow? I'm sure they'll say no. I wish Peter can touch me. 
I wish Peter can touch me. That's why scripture says, at least Peter's shadow. But the moment Peter could not touch them because he was so busy, so many people, God used him in a mighty way that his shadow was healing. People don't want shadow. People want Peter's touch. People want Peter's touch. People want Peter's touch. And little baby, and little baby. You can't just you know, give birth to that baby and give that baby to a robot to take care of that baby. Probably then scientifically we are so advanced that we can even design a robot to take care of the baby. No. Baby will not grow. Baby will die. Baby will die. Think of a small elephant. A kid after the elephant. It cannot just grow by itself. It's needs the, it needs the touch of its mother. People in this world, they are waiting for you to go and influence their lives. You know, in the gospel, we never come across Jesus' shadow was falling on sick people and sick people getting recovered. No. I'm sure Jesus was so busy because he was given only three and a half years and he has to go around, walk everywhere to preach the gospel. Never. His shadow was healing the sick. But for amazing, amazingly, scripture says, every time Jesus touched people to heal them, Jesus said, Son of man, in Mark chapter 10, verse 45, for even Son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus was not waiting for somebody to invite him and give the microphone to preach. Jesus went. Jesus came as a servant. He came to serve, not to be served. Jesus came down to this earth to serve. How he served? If we look at Jesus' ministry, as I said, Jesus laid hands on many of those people he, he, when he healed them. Now think about those hands. For 30 long years, those hands were doing carpentry along with his father. The hands were so rough because I don't think they had enough hand creams or hand gloves to wear when we work in the carpentry you know, in those days. He would have just worked with his bare hands those days. You know, he, I don't know how many houses he constructed, how many, how many furnitures he made. You know, there are so many things he would have done as part of the carpentry that he was involved with. Because he was carpenter's son. And he was obedient son until the age. And those hands, scripture says, when someone came to him, Jesus touched him in Luke chapter 6 verse 19. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. When Jesus was going... He was laying hands and healing. And women, Jesus could not lay hands and heal. People were trying, you know, thriving to touch him. People were thriving to touch him. Why? Because power went out. Every time somebody touched Jesus and there was healing, there were healing taking place. Scripture says many different places that Jesus laid his hands on the sick. Matthew 8.3, Jesus touched the leper. He was full of leprosy. Jesus touched that leper. The influence, kind of influence that you and I make today is by touching other lives. Jesus touched the hands of Peter's mother-in-law because she was in severe fever. Peter, Jesus went there and touched the hands of his mother, her, her, Peter's mother-in-law. 
In many other locations, in, you know, in scripture portions, we see that there was a woman who was bent, who couldn't even you know, look straight. Jesus laid his hand upon her. You know, there are many occasions, blind man, Jesus put his finger on his eyes. You know, there are many occasions, Jesus laid his hand upon over people. I don't think nothing can replace us being physically there when someone needs help. You know, we can be in the same city when someone is going through a difficult moment. Someone is in need of something. But if you make a phone call and tell him that I'm here praying for you, I don't think it's going to help him. He needs you right there. Because there is a terrible moment that he's going through. Nothing can replace we being there, right there, when there is a need. Being available physically. Jesus was touching lives. You know, this is what Jesus taught us. If you can read with me Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. There is a beautiful scripture. Verses 17 and 18. Matthew chapter 16. Verses 17 and 18. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons and they will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You know, many occasions Jesus would have spoken a word or Jesus' shadow would have made the healing, but still Jesus laid his hands over the sick. The moment you lay hands on somebody, it tells them that you are concerned about that individual. It tells them that you are caring for them. It tells them that you love them. It tells them that you don't hesitate to touch them. Mark chapter 6 verse 13. As the 12 apostles were sent out to minister. And this is what they came back and they reported. They said we could cast out many demons. And we anointed people with oil over the sick people. And they were recovered. They were healed. They touched them. They anointed them with oil. And there we see recovery of the sick. James chapter 5 verses 14 and 15. If somebody is sick, the scripture says, call the elders of the church. Let them come and anoint the sick. That scripture talks about touching somebody, bringing healing. You know, when we touch somebody, when we lay our hands on somebody, when we put our hands around somebody, we are influencing that individual. We are influencing the life of that individual. Maybe we may be encouraging them. We may be telling them, come on, do not give up. God is with you. I'm praying for you. I'm here right here, right now to pray with you. You know, what an encouragement that brings in someone's life. And this morning, we believe, we know that we are the hands of Christ. We are the hands of compassion that God is expecting us to extend it to somebody. That during the time of Second World War, a particular village, I don't remember the name of the village. There was a great statue of Lord Jesus Christ in that village. And that statue was considered very great because when people were in need, they look at the statue of Lord Jesus Christ because that's a belief. That's a, that's a limited knowledge they had at that time. They used to cry out to Lord, Je Lord Jesus Christ for their healing or for their deliverance. During Second World War, because of the bombing, the statue was brought down. And the people in that village, they were so sad about that, what happened. And finally, somehow they managed to get all the pieces together. They put all the pieces together and they re-erected the statue of Lord Jesus Christ. But only one thing, one piece they couldn't find. That was his right hand. So we could see Lord Jesus Christ's statue there, but without the right hand. 
And they discussed and see, probably we need to call a sculpture and make a hand for Lord Jesus and fix that hand to that statue so that Jesus can continue to do the work. And one individual who believed in the ministry that God, Lord God has given to us according to Mark chapter 16, verses 17 and 18. He came down to the statue and he wrote below the statue with big letters, you are the hands. You are the missing hand of Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it is so true. We are the hands of Lord Jesus. And God is asking us to extend our hands. Our hand can heal somebody when we pray for somebody. Our hand can encourage somebody as we embrace them, as we surround them with our hands. It can comfort somebody. And it can, as we serve, as we minister to them, God can bring great blessings in their lives. People were waiting there at least Peter's shadow might fall on them. And this, even this morning, God is asking us, what kind of influence that we make in others' lives? Just to conclude, I just want to you know, give a few clues here. God wants us to do a couple of things. As we take this, the ministry of God, the work of God, among the people those with whom we are living, God wants us to love everyone. Even our enemies. That's what Jesus taught. Love your enemies. Love your enemies. You know, some of those individuals we may not like, we may hate, but God is asking us to love them. God is asking us to love those individuals. Do not hate them. Because Jesus died for them too. And God is asking us this morning a question. Do you love people? You know, if we need to minister to somebody, we need to love them. We need to love them. You know, at times it becomes so hard, so tough, for us to love someone who is not part of our family. I ask God may break that barrier in my life, in all of our lives, so that we may love somebody. Even people who hate us in our workplaces, there are people in our workplaces they don't want us to come up. They want to take all the credit. We do all the work. Scripture says, love them. Some of our bosses, they are very tough on us. At times they are even men pleasers. They are even partial. Word of God says, just love them. When we love somebody, we don't lose anything. You know, We don't lose anything when we love somebody. In fact, the love abounds. Love increases. God wants us to have compassion over somebody. You know, that compassion only Lord Jesus can give. When my child is hurt, I feel pain. But when someone's child is hurt, I don't feel that pain. You know, that's how we are made. When someone is going through difficulty, I don't feel that pain in my heart. But God, because as we are extension of God's hands and legs, God is telling us we need to have compassion over somebody. You need to take time and think the situation that they are in. God wants us to care for them. God wants us to participate equally. As he said, irrespective of the color, nationality and nationality and race. God wants us to practice and participate in every their situation equally. We don't need to run from people that we don't like. We just need to go to them and tell them that God loves them. God loves them.
not to neglect others' sufferings, ask questions about their eternity. You know, if we love them, really have compassion over them, just ask questions. If you die today, where do you spend your eternity? You know, eternal life is much important than the life that we live on this earth. This life is very short, but the eternal life is everlasting life. And tell them, ask them, do you spend the eternity in heaven or in hell? God wants us to know that God can use us. And God wants us to realize that we are missionaries. We have a call of God in our lives as a missionary to this nation. Some of us thought, when we go to Canada, probably we'll get a better life in Canada. We have a better job in this nation. We have a better position in this nation. We can just go away from the crowd and hide ourselves from the crowd, go to a remote place and have a bungalow and live there comfortably. I don't think God allows that for some reason. When we come to this nation, God is reminding you and me over and over again, you are called to be a missionary to this nation. To be a missionary to this nation. A missionary is the one who is totally sold out for the cause of the cross. A missionary is the one who doesn't hold anything for himself, completely given away, completely given, totally, for the cause of the cross. Who are they? You and me. We are the missionaries called to this nation. And this morning we are talking about Peter's shadow falling on the sick. And as we do that, we are also asking a question, Lord, what kind of influence I have over someone else? When you think about last one week, last two weeks, how many lives you came in contact with? And what kind of influence that we made in those lives? God wants us to answer those questions. This morning, God is telling, me, telling us, His love extends beyond this wall. He loves people who are living in sin in the same way He loves us because He shed His blood for them as well as for me. But since we know Lord God, we have a responsibility of letting them know that Jesus loves them. And this morning God is over and over again telling in our lives that we have a call of God in our lives that is to serve Him. Shall we close our eyes this morning? This morning, the Spirit of God is reminding you and me the call of God that we have in our lives. It is to serve others. People in this nation especially, they appear to be doing great. Everything going well in their lives. But their lives are miserable. When we talk to them, their lives are miserable. You have hope, but they don't have hope. You have faith in your Lord God, but they don't have faith. They try to live there by strength, their strength, their wealth, and their health. But you know what? Those things will fade away one day. And they look around for help. And God has brought you and me for a time and season such as this to go out and to help them, those who are looking around for help. 
Some of us may be working in the, in the healthcare field. You come across people. They are lying down. Day in and day out. Inside the same building, inside the same room. They need help. They need help every time when you touch them. They need not just your touch. Not just the energy flowing through your hands. No, not that. They need the touch, the love of love, the love of Jesus. They want to see love of Jesus in your touch. As we care for them, they want to realize the love of Christ in you. Remember every moment you're working in that organization, not as an employee, but as a missionary. You are a paid missionary in this nation. I strongly believe that call of God is upon every one of our lives. That's the reason God has brought us to this nation. That's the reason God is talking to you. He wants you. He wants you to extend your hands so that it can touch somebody and bring healing in their lives. Their soul will be prepared. As long as those lives are given in your hands, you are not only preparing them every day and night, but you are also preparing them towards eternity. That the responsibility is heavy, so heavy upon your heads. And one day you, are, you need to answer to God how many lives you are touching every day and day out. What are you? And how are you influencing those lives? Children of God, it is time that we need to get out of our comfort zones. We are hesitating to talk, but it is time that you need to talk. When we talk, God put the word in your mouth. When we take a step of faith, God will use you. Think about people who are living in your own community. People who are your family members. They need your ministry. There cannot be another minister of God coming and ministering them. They need, they, God wants you to minister to them. And this morning, Father, we ask you that you would give that grace to all of us, Lord. When we do, out, do that, Lord, when we go out and do that, Lord, people will come to this church. People will fill this place because they are drawn to Christ through someone from this congregation. Father, this morning I pray for that grace upon each and every one of us, Lord. Continue to speak to us, Lord. Lord, make us, Lord, as influencers of lives around us, Lord. And we give you glory. Send us with your peace. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.